Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Live from the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for The V Show, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Bobby V. Ah, not quite Bobby V. It's Zachy C. Zach Cantrell here with you again on a Wednesday, filled in on Monday. Did a little bit with uh, Nick Curran yesterday. We thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for uh, all the texts that we got on Monday. Uh, Let's get right to it as far as we're going to get more texts hopefully today, uh, more listeners. So we got a lot to get into. I mean... Last night, big-time win for the Cats. Uh, we could talk Taylor Swift Pop-Tarts because that seems like a more appropriate V-Show topic than just talking about sports. We did two and a half hours of sports the other day, and Tanner Brunesto is behind the glass handling the ones and twos. Did we I, did two did and I, a half hours of sports talk and then about a half hour of SNL. I think that seemed a little bit out of whack for how the show typically is. what happened yesterday? No, go, what's that? It was After you left, it was like two and a half hours in. It was just me and Nick, and we kind of like we touched on the surge prices with the wendy's like a little bit like 10 minutes maybe oh i gotta get into that and then someone called us at like 245 and was like hey i've been listening this whole time you guys have been only talking about sports I know. where's the cereal or candy talk and i was like oh it's coming <laughs> all right like i was like i'm sorry i i <laughs> it kind of blew me yeah. away <laughs> we're getting pop tart talk later taylor swift Talked about Pop-Tarts. We're doing Pop-Tart talk. We're doing Pop-Tart rankings. We're getting into that. So there's your non-sports stuff. We, we, we can get into that. And look, the idea that Wendy's is jacking up their prices, uh, there are so many fast food options that they can't afford to do this. I'm sorry. Like You can get McDonald's. You can get Burger King. You can get Subway, Penn Station. There's just too many other places you can go. And to try to do it like Uber or Lyft, I mean, Uber and Lyft are successful in their own ways, Wendy's is not successful in the same way that Uber is, or at least they're not successful for the very same reason that Uber is. So uh, the idea that they're following them makes no sense to me. We could get into that a little bit more later because I've, I have plenty of thoughts on that. And I, I talked about a couple months ago the tragedy that McDonald's is going to start not allowing you to you know, go walk in and get your own drink and all that kind of stuff. Like, I want to fill that McDonald's Coke up to the brim. McDonald's Coke tastes different than other forms of Coke. I'm just saying. McDonald's Diet Coke tastes different than other forms of Diet Coke. It's just reality. See, there's your non-sports talk. There we go. Uh, Texter already, Wendy's has backtracked. Good. Good job. That's the mob of social media. Who says social media doesn't do anything good? There we go. Social media got them to change that. Good job. Good job, social media. Good job, Wendy's, listening to them. Let's go. I want my Frosties, damn it. I don't want to have to spend an extra $3 just to get my chocolate Frosty on. Come on. Bacon. Are you going to tell me that, oh, we're going to get a Baconator, a chocolate Frosty, and a fry, and I'm going to have to pay 20 bucks to do that? Come on. Not in this America. It's turning into uh, Five Guys now. It's sad. It's, it's a sad day here. Yeah, and Five Guys. Like At least what they'll do is... They'll give you a, a bag of fries, and you know, even if you order a small, you get an extra large because they just throw every possible fry they have in your bag for you. There's no portion control there. There's no portion control, and we're very happy about that. They're the opposite of Chipotle. Like when you go get a, a chicken burrito or, or a chicken bowl or whatever, they don't give you as much as they should. You usually have to. What you do is you wait for them to drop their first their first portion, and then. If it's good enough, you say, okay, fine. And if it's not, then you order double, but you have to wait. You don't do it right away. I, I think they've caught up to that by now, haven't they? I think they know what we're doing. Oh, yeah, totally. 
They're, 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 they're a lot smarter than we think. Eh, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. I never assume anybody's smart anymore. Four three seven nine six eighty, the UPS jobs text line. Uh, get involved with the program that way. Uh, texter yesterday, Nick, was applauding them for taking advantage of customers. Would, would Nick say they were snake bitten? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, texture oh great we'll have to wait longer and pay more always a winning combination there always a winning combo man we gotta we, i've got many more thoughts on this but you know what we, we gotta talk about uh, one more text here texter uh go get your free frosty key ring while you can uh texter bosich probably inwardly mad that indiana won last night I, I, I don't know about that but they did win they were up by 15 at one point they almost let it slip away they did beat wisconsin what so. happened though i saw they fans were getting taken out of the arena. Yeah, so I guess what happened is with, with 10 minutes ago, they had to evacuate because the fire alarm went off. Oh. And it wasn't, people thought it was because there was a tornado watch or tornado warnings as there were around the whole Midwest overnight. It, it sounded like it was unrelated. I guess the fire alarm just went off for no reason. <laughs> so it was kind of wacky. Uh, texter, did you guys see the weird Willy Wonka walkthrough with Oompa Loompas making meth in the UK? <laughs> Well, guess I know I know what I'm looking up during the uh, during the break because I've I've not seen that. I, I, I shame on me, by the way, that I have not seen that. What That's, a statement, though. <laughs> Oompa Loompas making meth in the UK. I mean, I'm all in on making meth. I mean, I watch Breaking Bad. It's one of my favorite shows ever. <laughs> Anytime you can make meth and make a whole lot of money, that's great. Why wouldn't you do it? Kentucky basketball. They played last night and they got a big win, and we got to get into it. That was. That was a big win, and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Mississippi State was the favorite going into that game. They were favored by three and a half in Vegas. The ESPN projector had them favored 59% to win that game. So everything was lined up for them. And Mississippi State led by 12 at one point in the first half. They led by 14 at one point in the second half. And it looked like it was going to be another game that Kentucky played, I don't want to say to the level of their competition, but we saw them get up for Auburn on the road. We saw them get up for Alabama at home. And we also saw them lose at LSU. It's a team that's been okay on the road. They got a good win on the road against Florida, but we also saw them get embarrassed against South Carolina on the road. So this looked like another example that they were going to go on the road, they were going to get blown out, and Mississippi State, that, that's a place Tennessee has gone there and lost. That's a top-five team right now. Auburn's a top-15 team. They've gone there and lost. So not that it would have been a shameful loss or anything, but... That would have been a time where they beat Alabama and then couldn't continue the momentum. And now they've continued the momentum in a different way. But the big takeaway, of course, from this game is when we look back in nine months and there's lots of baby boys roaming around named Reed, this is going to be the game that is a result of that. Because Reed Shepard went out and played one of the best games we've seen a Kentucky player play in recent memory. And there was a talk earlier about who was better, Deshaun Prince against North Carolina in 2002 or Reed Shepard last night. And I know Tayshawn was the uh, runaway winner for most. I really think it was Reed. Why? Because Kentucky beat North Carolina by 30. They dominated that game. If Reed Shepard doesn't show up, they get blown off the floor. The only reason they were only down by eight at halftime is because Reed Shepard played his butt off in the first half. He shot the ball 14 times last night, made 11. He dished out seven assists. He had five rebounds, four for seven from three, 32 points. And look at what happened in the last two minutes of the game. Made basket, made three, made basket, made free throws, blocked shot, steal, tied at 89, goes run right down. And you knew as soon as he pulled up and shot, that it was going in. I had no doubt whatsoever when Reed Shepard let that ball go that it was going in. And that is the most confidence that you can have in somebody. That is a real benefit. And it just goes to show, we talked about this all year too, Kentucky has three guys that on any given night can do exactly this. Rob Dillingham has had a couple of 30-point games. Antonio Reeves has had a couple of 30-point games. Last night was Reed Shepard's moment. That's a game where we are going to talk about if Kentucky goes on a run, this is going to be one of those games that becomes legendary because it was that kind of performance. It was that special last night. He single-handedly carried this team to a victory. On a night where Josh Hubbard goes for 34 points, Mississippi State is in control for the majority of this game. They're up by 14. And 
It wasn't all Reed Shepard. That wasn't the only reason they won. Antonio Reeves had 21 points, 8 of 15. Adutheiro had some moments, was pretty aggressive going to the basket. And Aaron Bradshaw, I've I've not been an Aaron Bradshaw guy all year. I know he only played seven minutes, but he had a couple big baskets when it was necessary. And DJ Wagner, three for five from the field, two for four from three, dished out four assists, 10 points, had a couple of big steals as well, including a, a big sequence when it looked like Mississippi State was going to hold off Kentucky's run. The Wildcats made a run, cut it down to, to four, and DJ Wagner was able to get a couple of steals, get them out in transition, and what have we talked about all year with Kentucky? If they can run, good luck beating them. You're going to have to have a virtuoso shooting performance like Hubbard had. He was fantastic, by the way, as I mentioned. And I'm not going to grill Cal too much for not fouling up three because with 10 seconds to go, that's too early to foul. And the shot that Hubbard made, yes, obviously he's capable of making that, but if you're going to say you're going to shoot a fall away three to tie a game, that's just something you got to live with if he makes it, and he did. And I like that they didn't call timeout. They went right down the floor and got a quality look out of it. But on a night where Justin Edwards kind of reverted back to form. Two points, no factor. And in a game where down the stretch, Kentucky did everything possible to try to lose this game. They're up 83-75. Reed Shepard has all these big-time shots. He blocks, has the block, hits the free throws. They're up 83-75. This game is over. They're up eight with about 50 seconds to go. This game's over. And just some poor fundamental play down the stretch by the Cats. They're up 87-81 still. They're in control of the game. And you go on Yenso, for whatever reason, gets in the way of the Mississippi State guy who drove the ball to the basket. Let him have the layup. You're still up four. You're still in control of the game. Instead, he commits the foul, gives him an and one, and all of a sudden, it's a three-point game. One possession. Reed, as great as he played, a couple of poor passes down the stretch, including a just a, a cross-court pass that... You never throw under any circumstances. Leads to two free throws, 87-86. Now it's a one-point game. Then you don't foul. And games end up tied. And I believe if this game goes overtime, I don't think Kentucky wins. How many times have you seen a team up by eight points, blow it in the final minute, and then still go on and win the game in overtime? It just doesn't happen. Reed Shepard carried this team last night. We're going to be talking about this game. If Kentucky goes on and does big things the rest of the season, which they're more than capable of doing, as we've mentioned many times on this show and other shows, this is a game that we look back on as his signature game. And he's had other great games. But this is his signature game. And this might be the best performance that any Kentucky player has had this year. And I've been the biggest Antonio Reeves fan all season long. I believe that he's the best guard in the SEC. I believe he could be first-team All-American. He hasn't had a game like this this year. Rob Dillingham, best ISO player on this team, probably the best NBA prospect on this team, has not had a game like this all year. Reed Shepard was indisputably the best player on the floor last night. Carried him, kept him in the game in the first half. He was the guy that rallied them back to get into the game in the second half, and then he was the guy that won it. As much as they tried to give this game away, they managed to win. And let's not poo-poo it and say it's Mississippi State. Mississippi State's 19-8 and coming into this game. They're 26th in the net rankings coming into this game. And I know the net's not the end-all, be-all, but it's typically a pretty good indicator of who's actually good. And they went out, won this game on the road. Mississippi State, by the way, I don't know if you saw this, Tanner, with about four minutes to go, Mississippi State's up 71-67. And with all the talk about court storming, did you see on the big screen they said, People are not permitted to be on the floor, like no court storming and all that. Well, Reed Shepard gave him a reason not to court storm because they didn't win the game. So we, we avoided that controversy, at least. We, we, we're not having to worry about people in Starkville getting arrested. So good job, Reed Shepard. Good job. But this is a big win for this Kentucky team that has needed good road wins this year. They've won on the road at Florida, which is a much better win now than it looked like at the time. And now they've, they've won on the road at Auburn. Great win. Probably their best overall win of the season. Now they've won on the road at Mississippi State. They're a young team, but there's some character with this team. That's something that you can take with you going into the NCAA tournament. 
And the biggest thing that I think this team can take going into the NCAA tournament, they've got three guards that are capable on any given night of having a big game. Guard play always seems to win out in the NCAA tournament, especially in recent memory. Kentucky has in Shepard, Dillingham, and Reeves three guards that are capable on any given day, 25, 30 points, carrying this team. And Justin Edwards showed a glimpse of it on Saturday, but I need to see more consistency out of him before I put him in that group. DJ Wagner did his job on the defensive end of the floor especially. I thought he played one of his better games of the season. And in a game where Big Z did next to nothing, two points, four rebounds, in a game where Justin Edwards, I mentioned, only had two, and Onyenso didn't score. So you've got three of your most important players combining for a grand total of four points. And you win on the road in a hostile environment, which, as I mentioned, Tennessee lost there, Auburn's lost there, Lots of good SEC teams have not played well against Mississippi State. And Chris Jans is one of the most underrated coaches in the country. I was at Bowling Green when he was at Bowling Green. And he had that program going places before he had the incident that got him fired. Mississippi State made the tournament, made the play-in game last year. They're going to make the tournament this year. They were projected as an eight seed coming into this game. And I don't think this, is lo- this loss is going to hurt them any. You pick up more quad one wins. And you get more experience for your freshmen. It was a big win for this Kentucky team. And Reed Shepard, as I mentioned, that's one of those games. It's going to be the Reed Shepard game. There are a few things more fun in all sports than watching a guy put a team on his back and say, not tonight. Mississippi State, not tonight. You're not beating us tonight. And he went out and took care of business. And John Calipari should be kissing him because... John Calipari, his lineup decisions still baffle me. The end of the game was terrible when they're up eight with 48 seconds to go. That's a game that you should wrap up with no problem. They didn't do that. Reed Shepard saved him. Uh, Texture, okay, enough already. Gave them their flowers. Could we get to Louisville sports? Uh, well, they're playing Duke tonight. That's a 20 and a half point spread. How much do we really need to get into that? It's probably not much. It, look, Kentucky right now is the big story around here because this is a team that has a chance to make a run. This is a team that has an opportunity to go to the Final Four, a team that has an opportunity to perhaps, if they get the right matchups, win a national championship. And they played last night against a good team and won. Texter, they beat an unranked team that was 19-8. and Look, just because they were unranked, Mississippi State was favored going into this game by ESPN's predictor, and they were favored by Vegas. Let's not... If Mississippi State won last night, what would the perception be? What would the talk be? Would it be Kentucky blew another game against a team they should have won? No, because Mississippi State was favored. This is a good team. I'm trying to tell you people. They beat Tennessee. They beat Auburn. They've beaten quality teams this year. This is a good win for Kentucky, and especially to do it in the fashion they did. When you come from 14 points down, and you're not playing well, to win that game, that's a big statement. That's a statement win and we've wanted Kentucky to win this kind of game all season long. And now that they win this game, we're not going to poo-poo it. We're just not. Texter, Hubbard was a freaking monster, and he's not going to get credit for that game. Oh, he's going to get it from me. He's getting credit for me for that game. 34 points, shooting the lights out. He was phenomenal. I'm going to start a counter going, you've said poo-poo twice. There now. we go. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> I guess I should come up. We're not going to trivialize it. There we go. There's a new word. We're not going to trivialize it. Josh Hubbard's fantastic. He's an SEC Player of the Year candidate. Not just SEC Freshman of the Year candidate. He was great last night. Texter Malik Monk against North Carolina and Vegas was better than Reed and Tayshon. I'll give you that. 47 points, I believe he scored in that game. Hit a couple of late threes. That was a great game. And that's one that doesn't get brought up because they played later in the season. And they lost in the Elite Eight. That game overshadows the regular season game, unfortunately. Uh, Texter, is Matt Jones running the station now? Nope, still running KSR. Uh, Texter, I think the big lineup change is playing Big Z more because it spreads the court and let Reed drive. I think that's a good point. That's a very good point from Texter here because Big Z does give you the opportunity to spread the floor. He's a threat from the three-point line, and the spacing matters, and especially when you've got guards that can take people off the dribble the way that Dillingham can, the way that Shepard can, the way Reeves can. Anytime you have more floor space, that's an advantage. So that's a good point. Texter, we're not winning a championship guy. You're crazy. Okay, definitively tell me 
If it, I'm not saying Kentucky's going to win the championship. Not saying they are. Would it surprise you if they did? Would it be the biggest shock in the history of the tournament if they ended up winning a title or something? No. I don't think so. The talent's there. Texter Z isn't a complete liability on the defensive end anymore. No, he's not. He's not a great defender, but he was better than Bradshaw. Bradshaw, at times, has become a defensive liability when he's out there. Z's not a defensive liability, and I think that's another reason he got the minutes he got last night. Texter, Cal, that, uh, Texter, they were down the entire game to an unranked team, got lucky at the end. I don't think they were lucky. They were down 14. They rallied back. They are up 8. Yes, Reed hit the shot. Yes, they probably would have lost in overtime. But everybody, I think at this point, rankings matter, but they're not everything. I think if you look deeper into this, you realize that this is a good win. Texter, it absolutely would shock me if they win the tournament because Calipari's a garbage coach. Okay. I don't think garbage is the right word. <laughs> Underachieving is the right word. Uh, Texter, having, haven't tuned into this show until today. Has anybody talked about Sky tw- tweeting love for Reed? It's like McCarthy tweeting praise for Michigan's running back. Yeah, we could. That seemed odd to me. Did it not seem odd to you that the Louisville players are kind of giving Reed Shepard his flowers? Like, how many times have you ever seen that in rivalries? No, I, I think not it's. Not a lot. The fans take it more personally than the players, it seems like, do in most cases. But I mean, uh, you don't Hubbard, see it on a public forum that often. Hubbard also had a tweet that who's like my respect fit or uh, whatever number Reed Shepard wears, but I think he was like my respect to Shepard for that game last night. Yeah, I mean, deservedly so. I mean, I don't, I don't have a big problem with it. I know some in the Louisville fan base may not like it, but remember Micah Parsons went up to Fletcher Cox yeah. and was like go win one for the division and everyone was like dude don't say that <laughs> uh, I mean I don't really have a big issue with it Texter you were behind the whole game what are you going to do when they play Connecticut they probably will play better against Connecticut than they'll play against the 12th seed let's be honest oh, that's what geez. this team is Kentucky if they get a 5 seed I'm more worried they're going to lose to the 12th seed than I am the 1 seed <laughs> because they get up for these kind of games they get up for the big games they get up for Alabama and Auburn they don't get up for LSU and Mississippi State. I, the, just the whole notion of just trying to act like this win's not a big deal just boggles me. I don't understand it. Texter, no team that's lost four games and their home record is going to make a big run in the tournament, you fool. Well, I remember UConn lost six of nine at one point last year. I think they turned out okay. I mean, we've seen this. Well, NC State in 83 lost 10 regular season games. They lost five out of six at one point. They won the national title. I mean... The regular season is not everything. Uh, Texter, I will carry again carry water for Jody Meeks at tennis versus Tennessee. That was a fantastic performance, one that doesn't get brought up enough. Jody Meeks was fantastic in that game. That was kind of the bright spot in the late Billy Gillespie years was how good Jody Meeks was. Uh, Texter, good God, get a job at Kentucky or the SEC. Uh, yeah, furthest thing from an SEC homer over here. <laughs> if you know anything about my background at all, not even close. Uh Texter, love the Louisville fans talking down on a quad one win on the road. They've forgotten what relevant basketball is. Yeah, they are. They're talking down on it. It's a quad one road win. This is a team that was 26 in the net rankings. That's a good Mississippi State team they beat. They might be able to beat somebody in the first round of the tournament, and we're, we're acting like it's not a big deal. I don't get it. Uh, Texter, Coach Cal always worries me closing out games. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I totally agree with you. I mean, we saw there was a time this year they lost five games by four points or less. And they had an opportunity for a game-winning shot or a game-tying shot, and all five times they didn't even get a shot up. I'm not here to tell you Cal's a good coach, or a great coach for that matter. I'm not going to tell you he's a great coach. I'm going to tell you that the talent's there. I don't think anybody can dispute that. The talent's there. It's just can they put it together for 40 minutes. They didn't put it together for 40 minutes last night. They did put it together for 40 minutes against Alabama, and you saw the results. And that's a team that has a good chance of winning the SEC. Texter, Louisville fans crying about support for Reed are nerds. We're terrible and shame on these young men for supporting their buds. These guys grew up close to each other. I mean, they probably know each other pretty well. People are friends outside of sports. They really do. They are. I I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Texter, Reed did play well, but publicly praising your rival is a bad look, especially when the, his head coach drooled over their whole team after they blew Louisville out. Tanner, you're a Louisville guy. Do you, ha- you you said you don't have a problem with it? Yeah, no, I don't really have 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of a fan of Reed Shepard. I like the way he plays. Like, I hate the jersey he wears, but I like the player and the person he is. I don't have any, like, hard feelings about him, and I don't really have that big of an opinion on Sky Clark giving him his flowers. Like, he had a good game. Like, it's nothing to, like, get pissed off over. No. I mean, what's fun? What's what's so wrong about watching quality basketball? I mean, you're watching a good game. You're watching a big game. And, again, Texter, Mississippi State would beat Louisville by 30. Well, I'm sure they would. There's a lot of other teams that would beat them by 32. That's, let's just call it what it is. But if Kentucky didn't, if they lost this game, what would the conversation be? Oh, they lost another game on the road against a lesser opponent. Oh, they can't possibly win this kind of game. What, what are we doing? Phil, we got Phil now? All right, so let's bring him on, the new uh, the new dad himself. Congratulations uh, on your daughter, Chloe. Phil Baker, haven't had a chance to talk to you for a little bit. Phil, what's going on, man? Not a lot, man. Can you, can you hear me? This is my first time using Gaggle on this computer, so hopefully everything's going okay. Yeah, everything sounds great. Okay, perfect. Well, that that's wonderful to know. No, everything's going great. Zach, you see holding it down. Appreciate you and Tanner being flexible. I know it's difficult to fill three hours uh, <laughs> a couple times this week without not having many guests on there, so I, I figured I'd tag in for a little bit during a, a quick nap for the little one, but there I appreciate you, go. you guys holding down the, the fort and everything. How's, how's it been going in your neck of the woods? Have you been getting updates? from Nikki V uh, sending me updates on, on everything from standing in lines at, uh, the, at Disney World and Star Wars. And he was asking me earlier if it was payday. So that tells me he spent way too much money um, <laughs> probably in Disney. Does that surprise you at all? No. That, that's Not very on brand. Very on brand for Nikki V. We love you, Nick. Uh, Phil Baker joining us, the host of the Sunday Morning Hangover, uh, a show that... Uh, we, we have a lot of fun with on Sunday mornings, uh, 10 a.m. to 12. Uh, I think we're, we're going to be back this week, aren't we? Yeah, we'll, we'll be back. It, it, I'm, I'm, we're troubleshooting. It may be a scenario like we have to do this. Nick's going to be in South Bend uh, for the Louisville women's basketball game. I know there's a watch party down at Noble Funk, but uh, yeah. I, I am planning. I, I will be there uh, in some remote fashion or in person. I know uh, you may be living up to the actual billing of what you're planning on doing Saturday night and the show's billing and then actually being a Sunday morning hangover at Kelsey <laughs> Hellfest. So a lot of folks I know are really pleased about that but no this is this is a game changer with the the gaggle setup and everything here this could uh, be a, a really nice setup uh, for many folks I know uh, you still got to roll out of bed sometimes and doing that but uh, as we are scrambling at times to try to get hosts together and everything this is a good avenue to try to make that happen but I, I've gotten good feedback from uh, you know the masses I haven't been able to listen to everything but what I've been able to hear they said Zachy C was holding it down I've heard you've gotten got on the text line a couple times yep, with some um, oh, yeah. So we, we've all been there. I've heard um, you're the new Don Imus of the station. Uh, I, I've heard. Uh, what else did I hear? That's a name that? I haven't heard in a while. That same here. I, when they said that, I was like, wow, that's that's an interesting take. I, I heard Luke Hancock was sitting uh, courtside in Madison Square Garden. People were upset that he was wearing uh, St. John's gear because why? I mean, got crazy concept. You know, he, he he's a big fan. It's like a father figure for the coach who, dare I say, it's crazy that he is, you know, I don't know, maybe wearing his favorite coach's uh, new team stuff just because <laughs> he's in Madison Square Garden. Don't want to get heckled where you're being a look at me, Louie, if you have a Louisville <laughs> shirt on there. Uh, and yeah, and then at the whiplash of Kentucky basketball in the first half with Mississippi State yeah. uh, and Reed Shepard. And I think uh, y- y- you heard it with uh, good old Jimmy Dykes breaking it down as my ESPN Louisville. Uh, I'm sorry, ESPN Plus is just uh, rebooting and it's trying to play something. So apologies if you heard uh, Mel Kuyper screaming about something. But uh, it- it's funny because everyone was going back and forth of uh, just the whiplash of Kentucky basketball over and over again. And uh, a lot of people are going to name their kids Reed. Read uh, yep. in the next nine months after last night. So uh, Strebel, that's kind of what I've. Strebel's never going to be able to convince anybody that he didn't name his kid after Reed Shepard, even though Reed, I think, came into existence a couple months before. But that's not going to be important to a lot of people. They're going to think that he named his kid after Reed Shepard, which, of course, if you've listened to Strebel give his thoughts on Reed before he got here, which is unintentionally hilarious. Yeah, no, it, it, it's funny because uh, look, that's how Street Bull operates. He'll never be able to live it down. He's going to be now. I, I got to warn you, Zach. You see, as we gear up for uh, Tailspin Ale Fest, reminder: you can still get some of those tickets at area locations, uh, Cox's and Evergreen Liquors. I believe they are sold out of everything online. So if you're trying to get those, uh, those are like gold. Uh, Nick Valvano, I think, had his oh crap moment of man, we are. Um, I'm getting hit up by everybody for some of these tickets, and I'm like, buddy, like you're you're at the home stretch. So these things are like gold, Nick Valvano. 
Sacramento. Uh, but we got Evergreen Middletown, Evergreen Prospect, Evergreen Nulu, Evergreen St. Matthews and Shelbyville Road, Evergreen Fern Creek, Coxes and St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane and Coxes, J-Town and Ruck Regal uh, still have tickets for sale, but you have to go to one of those Coxes or Evergreen locations. So that's in Middletown, Prospect, Nulu, St. Matthews, Fern Creek, uh, Coxes, St. Matthews, and Coxes, J-Town in order to get that. And then uh, tomorrow, what is uh, the days of Born Together? Today's Wednesday. So tomorrow yep. between 4 and 7 in uh, Nulu, Evergreen, Nulu with Green uh, River Bourbon, Tailspin releases their Green River Single Barrel Bottle Plus uh, Lagers Homebrew. And, uh, yeah, so you, you can wear a pair of tickets for that. And there's some opportunities to wear uh, or to win some other ones coming up as well. So just keep it locked, the Striebel and company, and he'll uh, have you covered for all that. But I know Striebel's going to be in his element on Saturday. During the Kentucky game and the tail end of it, Yeah, um, you are going to see him there. But I'm curious because his wife's going to be there of how well-behaved he's going to be. Uh, yeah, that's, I think, the million-dollar question. Texter, when are we going to talk about our favorite cereals, anything but basketball? Oh, we, I, we'll talk about that. Like I mentioned earlier, Taylor Swift with her Pop-Tart talk. We're going to talk about Pop-Tarts for quite a bit of this show. Uh, Texter, this is, a good, this is for you specifically, Phil. Can you ask Phil if he really named his daughter Chloe underscore underscore Baker? That's a good text. That's a really good text. Uh, we're, we're working on that. We're going to let her decide if she wants to, uh, you know, do the, the the social media route that everything. I feel like I've read an article, and you all are younger than I. Uh, Tanner is in his early-ish, mid-20s. Zach, you're in your early 30s, so we're not too far removed from each other. But it's interesting to me because I, I feel like there's a nice thing that happened to me while I was at the hospital, and un- some of it was unintentional. When people were putting their tinfoil hats on with the AT&T solar flare, and I'm sure Striebel has wonderful thoughts about that and what uh, conspiracies transpired for that, but um, it said SOS, so I apologize if I didn't text people back uh, congratulating and saying nice things. I I thought text messages went out and I don't know what sent and what didn't. I just thought it was poor um, reception in the hospital. No, yeah, and, and I didn't know that until like all this was yeah so when all this was going i had no clue what that was transpiring i just thought we had poor reception in the hospital but it it was funny to me because i was like reading i did the like do not disturb turn off notifications and it's like people kind of talk about like what that can do oh my god like i understand why like younger younger people like i know i say this as you probably some of our listeners are driving around there at a coffee shop and they'll probably see 20 people glued to their phone uh but man it, it was a game so i'm gonna let her decide if she wants to go down that route if she wants to be and double underscore she just wants to be a free spirit and and not be on social media that could work as well too texter i can hear it now strebel claiming he didn't name his son after shepherd he named his boy billy reed after someone else <laughs> you know who billy reed is right i do actually yes okay i was gonna say i was gonna say that, that that's a good joke uh, right there for uh, r.i.p billy reed some of my favorite sound for that we need to we i had a great idea with billy when he was doing more radio with us before he passed but it was just kind of like the way back machine of just going back like a, a walk through time with one billy reed uh we need to find a new avenue i feel like we can do that with tim sullivan uh you know just because he's seen some things yep. and whatnot, and I heard you interview him. But just, you know, this day in sports history and just kind of tell us, like, the story within the story. I think that would be some fun stuff there. But, no, uh, it, it's been fun. I've been uh, – it's funny, the group messages that I'm in with my buddies that are freaking out about the, you know, Kentucky first half. It, it's whiplash. I don't see how they do it. they got to wear neck braces because of the whiplash that some Nuts. of these guys have. Yeah. over to get, It's just – I mean, I, I know you have done the, the post-game show, and I know you were on LSL last night, but doing I was gonna it with say, Gandalf, you should have seen the Ants. difference of exactly. reaction between Ents and right. the LSL guys last night. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so that that makes me that makes me laugh. Uh, as that, oh, I got some breaking news. I don't know if you saw this. Fifteen minutes ago, McC- Mitch McConnell will step down as the Senate Republican leader in November after record run on the job. Oh, so wow. there you go. How about that coming up at three oh five with Strebel? Uh, he'll break that down. Oh yeah, man who turned eighty two last week. So uh, you'll do a deep dive on that with your OAN correspondent. That's right. Up on Sunday on twelve oh five. I yep. would imagine me, Kern, and our OAN Plus subscribers will be getting into that <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, I, I know we got to get a break here. We'll come back in just a minute. We'll talk about the, the Kentucky game last night. I want to get Phil's thoughts on the Wildcats' big win, and I do think it was a big win. I think people need to stop trivializing it as anything just oh, it's something that Kentucky's supposed to do. It was a solid win. We'll get into that, and we got a lot more to get into. It's the V Show on a Wednesday, ESPN 680, 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. 
with video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Be a part of the show. Text Bobby V on the UPS Jobs text line at 437-9680. V Show rolling on a Wednesday, ESPN 680-1057. want to give a big thanks to Matzo Pie for dropping off some epic pizzas and focaccia bread for lunch today. Got a little bit in front of me right now. It is actually very, very good. Uh, head out of Matzo Pie's Anchorage location for a unique dining experience. Also visit the Douglas Loop and Butchertown locations. Stop and pick up some 1020 craft brews and discover the delicious handmade brick oven pizza. Always popular around these parts. We usually get pretty good lunch drops around here. ESPN 680-1057. Uh, make sure you uh, stay tuned because we've after this, we've got the round table with Round Daddy from 3 to 6. We take you local every day from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. And, of course, we are your home for Louisville basketball tonight. That's at 5.30 over on 93.9 The Ville with our Alex White Network pregame coverage beginning at that time. And after the broadcast, tune into the Coors Light postgame show with Ethan Moore. Ethan and Taylor did a little switcheroo, so it'll be Ethan doing the game. Uh, the post game tonight over on 93.9 The Ville. That'll be about 9.30, 10 o'clock or so over on 93.9 The Ville. Uh, and also, Kentucky basketball hosts Arkansas on Saturday. Joint Mike Gandolfo and Jason Entz at 3.30 for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show here on ESPN 680-1057. Kentucky Fish and Wildlife reminds you to enter the 2024 Elk Draw today on their website. We bring back Phil Baker into the program. So, Phil, I want to get into this game last night. Of course, Reed Shepard's the big story of this game. But I thought it showed a lot of confidence and some guts out of this team to come back from down 14 early in the second half to be able to pull that game out in a spot that they have struggled in throughout the course of the season people are acting like this is just oh they beat Mississippi State no big deal I think this is a really good win for this team what are your thoughts yeah, it, it, I want to dive into this, and I know this is me just this skimming through the text, and I appreciate all the, the kind words and everything. I, I did love uh, the attorney that texted, what happened to the Bobby V Show? Uh, sir, him and Nick, uh, Nick and Bob decided to go to Disney. That's where they are, so we should probably reset that. Uh, they will be back tomorrow. Bob is in Cameron Indoor, uh, I believe, for the Louisville Duke game. That's that I, you can listen over on 93.9 The Bill, but Bob and company will be back uh, tomorrow on that front. Uh, so, no, but look, I, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think, ultimately, when you break down um, what transpired of just the first half of the Kentucky basketball team last and just things weren't clicking and, and I think when you break down where this team is big big picture uh, it's just a lot of the amount of talent that is on this team and people just tend to go back to this but making their final run in the final minutes and after some boneheaded plays at the end of the game the on uh, yenso silly foul out at the reed shepherd which i he was getting crushed by jimmy Dye. i was like reed shepherd's been a wizard like breaking presses all season like let him have one you know hiccup was it a boneheaded pass yes but like come on like it, the, the good outweigh the bad with reed shepherd so yeah. simmer down but I, I think when you're breaking down just like the comeback and what it was, I mean, because Mississippi State, like I think Lenardi, and I know I scoff at him and I say tongue firmly in cheek with him because I take everything he says with a grain of salt. They were fighting for their tournament lives to get in there. And now, like, Kentucky's probably going to go up a line. I was looking at bracket matrix earlier, and they were kind of on that fringe 6-5 seed, depending on which sites you're looking at with that. Now they're flirting with – they're back to the second five seed. And I know Wisconsin's plummeting right now. So Kentucky's climbing up in the right way, and they're playing up there. And I saw – I think it was like uh, DraftKings put out there. They're probably the odds on – like the most money is on them to still win the national championship. I don't know if that. It's just the brand equity that the being a blue blood and the big brand like Kentucky basketball is out the there. It's the fan base. That is, a whole lot of money. Well, That's the, the fan is. base, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I guess, but man, like, and maybe they're just kind of holding on to with, you know, Trey Mitchell being out and things like that, put that playing a massive role. Like, oh, once he's back healthy, 
things will get figured out. So I, I think big picture uh, Kentucky basketball, you have to be very pleased with that. Yes, the Techs are coming in. Uh, Bob and Nick will be back tomorrow. They went to Disney World. Like He had to use some passes before they went expired. I don't blame Bob and Nick for doing that. Uh, and this isn't a knock on Zach. He's seeing I say this all the time. I was like, hey, your best ability is your availability. And I had a kid. Uh, everybody else is out or sick uh, or on vacation. So that's why you got down to Zach, C and Tanner. So that, that's no <laughs> dis- That's how the next man up. I'm not trying to throw shade your way, but that's what people are asking where you're at. Uh, they're at. Uh, that's how you get Zach, C who's ready to step up to the plate for that. Yeah, we took care of business with the Rowan Co. We're taking care of business here with the V Show this week. I-, I thought something that was interesting, Justin Edwards played the best game of his life on Saturday. So, of course, it was only naturally dropped down, only having two points uh, yesterday. DJ Wagner, I thought, played pretty well, especially on the defensive end, three for five from the field, but he had a couple of big steals late uh, to help them. Antonio Reeves, we know what we're getting out of him at this point, 21 points in 37 minutes. But I think the interesting lineup change that John Calipari made was putting Big Z in because if nothing else, and I know Z didn't have great stats yesterday, it spreads the floor and it gives up driving lanes for Dillingham. It gives driving lanes for Shepard, driving lanes for Antonio Reeves. And when you have those kind of guards that can get to the basket as easily as they can, you want to give them as many opportunities as you can. I think that's something going forward for this team. What gives them a chance in any game they play is they've got three guards that on any given day can go off and have a 30-point game. And we know guard play translates, and that's what wins games in the NCAA tournament. So I think that's where you've got to feel good if you're a Kentucky fan right now. Well, and, and like with Biggs, I think you know what you're going to get with him, as you pointed out. Like you saw a couple possessions last night where he's just getting manhandled uh, and you know thrown to the ground. They were, I think, on a box out. He was just got thrown to the ground by Mississippi State Biggs. But you know, this is kind of the hand that you're dealt with the the lack of size and and you know not getting a ton from Aaron Bradshaw uh, throughout the season, and you kind of have to have the Rubik's cube to try to get some of these guys to the next man up. But I, I think you have to be pleased. Reed Shepard, I, I know all the the white guy cliche things are out there but I mean you know how I feel about Robert Dillingham he has this no fear mentality where it's just he is just going to let it fly and he is going to let it f- throw it up in the air and sometimes you just live with the boneheaded stuff and other times it is it, just miraculous the things that he's been able to do but big fan of his play and everything out there and it even drew some uh, uh, compliments from Louisville Sky Clark on Reed Shepard I don't yeah. know if you saw that on Twitter oh, that's, that's a whole big thing some- now is that people are upset that the Louisville players are tweeting positive things about Reed Shepard and other Kentucky players. Let's 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 do the timeout thing right here. This is the uh, what is it the uh, the Zach Morse timeout from Say by the Bell as I grow older and older and get that's a more musty reference out there. You, there. you hired the lieutenant in arms for John Calipari in Kentucky. If a player puts something out there complimenting another player, like guys, come on, like. I, I understand when you want a rivalry and everything, but like, come on, like Kenny Payne was, Kenny Payne won those games. Remember, Kenny <laughs> like, Payne so did you win hired those the games. guy. Uh, it's it just uh, that that just hurts my head. Like on that, I I, I can't do that. It's, no, you know, I mean Sky Clark is a very talented uh, player, but he's gonna. That's I think Maben was talking about it when I popped in for a second earlier. He was saying that you know Sky Clark is so comfortable in his own skin. He does not care about any of his rivalry stuff. Like it, I I completely agree with Maben's take on that. Uh, as we were talking in the back about that, but it's just it, it's funny that that's the stuff that the energy that someone. Yeah put their ire tour that makes me laugh but uh, no I mean I'm excited that I'm going to try to stick around for the Eric Crawford interview I, I have some questions I wanted to ask him uh, that I know that he's gotten a lot of he and Rick Bozich has uh, drummed up a ton of content with the Louisville side of things but uh, yeah I think that's something that a lot of people are going to you know point to with moving forward to the the remaining looking ahead to the SEC tournament like can DJ Wagner get back to 100% I know his ankle still bother him Trey Mitchell is out there so it seems like coming back winning that game down there in a uh, volatile um, environment during a whiteout, mm-hmm. getting that win from trailing behind is a is a big deal for a team that is getting hot at the right time. Even though there's been some head scratching uh, losses along the way, uh, th- this is you know th- those are two different storylines. If Kentucky loses that game versus what it is today, uh, Texter Zach, I know folks like to give you a hard time, but I've enjoyed every show you filled in for. Really appreciate it. Uh, keep listening, and uh, I, th- these people these are my kind of people. Uh, Texter enjoy listening to Zach. Always fun and random. Appreciate it. I always try to be random because it's it's boring to talk about the same things over and over again but phil i i know i haven't been able to talk to you about this you know the whole court storming thing and mississippi state put this up yesterday with about four minutes to go like uh the fans are not allowed to brush the floor if they won that game 
I didn't think they would have anyway because Mississippi State was favored. So that came as a little bit of a surprise. But, of course, anytime you beat a team like Kentucky, that chance go up that you're going to storm the court. But just the discourse that we've had about this over the last couple days has just boggled my mind. Like, there's room to have honest conversations about whether we should allow court storming or not. But when people like Jay Billis talk about arresting students or they talk about, you know, detaining guys or fining people or holding up grades, things like that, then we're reaching a whole new level of, you may be right, but the level that you're going to to try to be right completely invalidates your point. I, I don't know what your thoughts on court storming are. What are they? Uh, I mean, it, it's this is one of those things. I just it feels like maybe just because it's I've watched more Sports Center and, and college games than, than the last couple of days. It just it hurts my head talking about. It. Like I understand it's a talking point, and yeah. I understand that it's something to that it's moving the needle, especially after a Duke player getting hurt. But it's I, I think maybe you said it, or maybe Ben was talking about it the other day. I said something along the lines like, you know, when it's the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the Carolina, the Kansas of the world, even the Louisville's to a certain extent, and Connecticut's and well, I would say Indiana, but then they stormed the court against uh, Kentucky all those years ago in the watch shot. But it, it, this doesn't happen all the time. And it, it's there's a whole machine behind it. And I think Luke was talking about this, uh, said something like, look, I mean, the media loves it. They eat it up. It's on all of the. Uh, you know, artwork around the practice facility as a recruiting pitch and, and whatnot. So, of course, the Blue Bloods are going to be against it because they don't do it. And right. the little small middle tier programs are going to be for it because, like, I, I would love to see a case study to see the, the the marketing dollars of just, like, the ripple effect of how long, like, a viral moment. Like, I mean, think of the, like, we're on the V show. Think of the Jimmy V, like, just trying to find somebody to hug. Yes. How many times that circulated since 83? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like the markability of that. It's like that. That's there. You can't put a price on that. So it, it's big picture stuff like that. And I understand that to go zero to the Jay Billis and Seth Greenberg stuff that they were talking about how to fix it. Like this isn't football. There's not as much space. You're paying part time workers, maybe full time people. I'm sure not a ton of money to ask themselves to like you know put themselves on the line for. It. They're just not going to do it. So uh, that that's something that's the bigger picture. And maybe you can find the schools, and maybe there's an an opportunity where you can pinpoint some things to you know implement some things to where this doesn't happen again but i haven't heard a good solution outside of what i believe double d and blank talked about and i think they took it from 40 in the college football inquire it's like start finding the collectives like you start finding the the, like the the 502 circle or something like that not saying i'm just saying that because that's the only one i know off the top of my head um and then it would start going effectively like you know taking out of the pot of that i'm like oh that's an interesting approach to something different that i haven't heard it's somewhere in the middle of you know going zero to being arrested like so i was like i could entertain that because it was a new creative idea but uh, i i really don't care about but also i wasn't the player that was injured by it yeah I'm sure you're shocked to know that I'm all for court storming, and I think that the idea of cutting it out is ridiculous. And I want college students should be allowed to have fun. This is supposed to be fun. You know, when Wake Forest players gather around in 10 or 15 years to talk about this season, one of the first things they bring up is going to be they beat Duke, everybody rushed the floor. It was one of the most fun moments that they've ever had in their college experience. I mean, the Indiana students, I'm sure, talk about beating Kentucky with the Watford shot and rushing the court. This is a big deal for the programs that aren't the quintessential blue bloods of the sport. And it only seems to happen when those teams lose. And my thought has always been, Duke, if you don't like it, then don't lose to Wake Forest, and it doesn't happen. We don't have this conversation if you just go out and take care of business. The solution for me, if there, if I had to come up with a solution, you know, the 30-second shot clock idea I think is a good one where you can rush and get players and the coaches off the court and then let them storm. I, the idea that we're cutting this out entirely and we're – Basically just trying to be the fun police. I don't understand that. Uh, texter, cut off their legs. They won't storm ever again. <laughs> yeah, that that works. You know, if they don't have legs, they can't storm. You know, he ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. He, he was sitting in the I, chair I for do. I, I do love this. Uh, did Cal talk to the media last night? If he did, of course he did after a win. If they would have lost, they would have been rushed to get off to a plane or a bus to the uh, catch a plane. Got to get the kids back to school for the next day. That's that's a good that's a good text. They do no, have an early game Saturday. Works. It's one thirty. That's kind of an early yeah. game. Yeah, it, it makes it makes me laugh. Uh, but no, I I think big picture stuff. I mean, look that that's coaches in a nutshell. Cal um, is in his feels whenever he's after a win, and then he acts like a you know a diva and a baby after losses. I mean, that's these guys are wired differently. It, it's it's the age old thing that I know people uh, love to have some fun with. With that, uh, by the way, you didn't work with him. I'm pretty, I'm sure you've heard the spot though with uh, good old. 
uh, Brian Hall. Brian Hall, the Louisville Dog Walkers, former producer of ESPN Louisville. Yeah. He's going to Cameron tonight. Is he really? He's going to Cameron. I think he's sitting right behind the bench. Okay. I, I mean, shout out to Brian Hall. I mean, my goodness. I, he was texting me about something earlier, and he's like, hey, man, sorry, I'm just getting off a plane. I'm heading to the Duke-Louisville uh, game down there. So I, shout out look for folks that remember good old B. Hall. He will be behind the bench tonight on uh, behind uh, KP and company. So that should be interesting to see some uh, photos that will be circulating. Have you been <laughs> to Cameron Indoor? No, it's bucket list for me to do. I, would, I had an opportunity to go twice, uh, and it just didn't line up. I was out of town for another one, and then the other one I just couldn't uh, swing. And this was before kids and everything, so I, I didn't yeah. have a – as Double D says, I don't have the excuse to make them uh, the, the human shields and whatnot. But, no, it, it was good, and uh, I, I want to go there. But, yeah, I told uh, B. Hall to send me some pictures. I wonder if Bob and Paul still have to climb that ladder. You know you have to climb, like, the broadcast ladder in order to get up into, yeah. like, the eagle's eye, the nest of that. So that'll be fun. Uh, by the way, um, someone texted the personal bath phone. So Zach wants people to forfeit their rights to safety if they lose a basketball game. Someday he'll grow up. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying 30 seconds. Everybody can get off the floor in 30 seconds, and then they can all go storm the court. Like, you watch, have you seen all the commercials for conference tournaments? You've seen all the commercials for big upsets. This is part of the fabric of college sports. And people will say, oh, they don't do it in the NBA. The NBA and college basketball are very different things. Because in the NBA, you're not taking classes with LeBron James or with Kevin Durant. This is an entirely different thing. And I, I've never understood people that want to make sports less fun in any capacity, whether it's football, basketball, whatever. This is supposed to be fun. We're not talking about the South Carolina primary. This is supposed to be fun, and I don't get people that want to make sports less fun, whether it's through conference realignment, whether it's through court storming. Let's have sports be fun. Is it really that complicated? Well, but I mean, I think at the the point of like legitimately somebody getting hurt on that, that's where it becomes the, and especially it just wasn't just the, you know, 12th guy at the end of the bench. Like you're talking about two stars in Caitlin Clark and, and Philipowski. Caitlin but Clark I know we're flopped. at the top of the hour. Well, yeah, you have fun with that. I, tweet that out <laughs> and look at your mentions. Have fun with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tweet that. That won't go too well. But I mean, how many court stormings have we had go off without a hitch? So it's only the one or two times that people talk about it's like flying planes you know are we going to stop flying planes because you have a crash once or twice out of i don't know a thousand flights no we're not going to do that so i mean but that's that's a you know that's a little different i know but i mean it's only a story when it happens like it it only happens every now and then it's never a story when nothing happens we there's been a billion court stormings that have but it did happen but that's the thing but it did happen though and that's the thing where it's like you saw a guy that was being like carried off and those coaches over here and it wasn't just i mean let's be honest like it wasn't South Harmon Institute of Technology Community College. It True. was Duke basketball and the most popular I got you know, that female joke, star out there. Thank you. You like that? Accepted. Shout out to that. It was like one of my a... final uh, papers uh, on uh, that. Have you ever seen Accepted, Zach? You strike me as somebody who's watched that at like two o'clock in the morning that... on uh, WGN. Yeah, you would strike that correctly. That was, of course I have. That was yeah. such a good reference. That was awesome. Thank yeah, you. thank was, you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad Tanner's awake back there. I was making sure that uh, he, he was making uh, South Harmon Institute. It's a great, great movie. Ta- By the way, yeah. uh, a buddy, uh, Justin Long from that movie, and I know we need to go to break. Yeah. He filmed a movie in my buddy's house off Dorsey Lane, like not too long ago. Like I would say about two years ago. It was like a Hallmark movie or something like that. It's like Justin Long from like Accepted, and he's just like, yeah. He, they like came. They loved the look of our house, and they like paid us a few grand, and they they filmed a like Hallmark movie or something. Wow. Justin Long, shout out. I haven't seen him in a while, but I was like, that's funny uh, that uh, you brought that up. Uh, so yeah, he's right off Dorsey Lane, East End. So there you go. He's Phil Baker. I'm Zach Cantrell. Tanner Brunamesto behind the glass, handling the ones and twos. We are at the top of the hour here. Hour went. Pretty quickly here, so we're coming up next with Hour 2 here on the V-Show, rolling on a Wednesday, ESPN 680, 105.7.